This is Changing the Rules, a podcast about designing the life you want to live. Hosted by Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Changing the Rules. I'm Casey Dempster, and I'm here at Wildfire Radios in Woodbury, New Jersey, with with my co-host, Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. And we're socially distant, sort of. Well, there is no sort of about it. We're about six feet apart. Okay. So um, Changing the Rules is a podcast about how change affects people. You know, we do face change in our lives, and and we also face a lot of rules. You know, from the day we're born, people are making rules for us. It's our parents, our teachers, our churches, the society, employers as we get older. There's always rules. And for the most part, I believe personally that the rules are intended to keep us safe and to guide us and to to um, make society work. But oftentimes, as we get older and more mature, a lot of these rules are not relevant. And in fact, they can become restrictive in our lives. And the luckiest people in the world realize this, they recognize it, and they decide that they're going to change the rules so that it fits their lives. And once they start to create their own rules and live by their own rules, and understand, I'm not talking about laws, I'm talking about rules. Um, they they start to they become free to be themselves, and in, in fact, probably enjoy more and more success. So, good morning, Ray. Thank you. Okay, so I'm here in Woodbury too. We have a wonderful guest today. We are all appropriately socially distanced, unfortunately. I have my <laughs> own new mark mic cover. It's yes. green. Okay, <laughs> and I get to take it home with me. And thank you for that, Taylor. And bring I it back it. next time. Yeah, I'm going to have to remember to bring it back. But but you know, this whole rule thing gets out of proportion, like you said. And uh, the luckiest people in the world, as I define them, are people who. Uh, design their own lives. They personally go on out and they figure out, what do I want to do? They design it. Then they go step into that life and they take control and they live it. Okay. Now, how can you do that if you have rules of other people? That's one of the reasons why you have to change the rules. Mm -hmm. Now, we all need rules. Rules are important. They give us structure to our life, but they need to be our rules. And that's the only way you can be free to be you, in my opinion. So I've been studying this group of people that we call the luckiest people in the world for most of my adult life. And uh, I've, I've found that some people just are interesting to be around. They're fun to be around. They're doing wonderful things. Uh, you know, they, they have this glow around them that uh, they're happy all the time. And if they're not happy, they fix it and get happy all the time. And why? I, you know, I, I decided I wanted to hang out with these people, right? These are fun people to be with. Right. And not only that, if I wanted to hang out with them, I better get to work and fix my own life so that I would be one of the luckiest people in the world, too. And there's no maybe about this. I am the luckiest guy in the world. Casey. Well, I, I didn't I, say I, maybe, you know, I but I know that you like to call yourself that. Okay, so so uh, we have a wonderful guest today, and this guest exudes several of the mindsets that the luckiest people in the world have. Uh, one of them is that they handle rules really well, mm-hmm. and this particular guest uh, had the rules change on her, and you're going to see how she responded. It's magnificent, okay? Yeah. In addition to that, the luckiest people in the world always, always, always find a positive solution. Our guest today certainly did that. Uh, our guest also find out how to change those rules going forward. She adapted a plan. 
like the luckiest people in the world did. Mm-hmm. And, and she found a way to mesh what happened to her and what she decided to do into something that she can take forward. Mm-hmm. But there's another element in here that I want to throw in. We haven't talked about this one. And that is the luckiest people in the world also follow what is fascinating and motivating to them. And I think when you find out what our guest did today, she certainly is following what is fascinating and motivating to her. And I think I see a smile on her, so I think she must be happy. Yes, yes. So, okay. so let's take a quick break. And then we, when we come back, we're going to introduce Ruth and uh, get into her amazing story. You're listening to Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information. Welcome back, everybody. And I am pleased to introduce to you Ruth Kinsler. And um, she had an event several years ago that turned her life upside down. And um, she's going to tell us more about it. So, Ruth, welcome. Thank you for having me both. Oh, you're you're quite beautiful welcome. on this beautiful 95 degree morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, as somebody who hates winter, I'm more happy to have that than a 35 degree morning. That's true. This is true. This is true. But uh, thank so, you for having me. Oh, we're delighted um, because I think this is a story that that a lot of people need to hear, uh, especially the you know in this time of. Uh, pandemic and the way most of our lives have been uh, turned upside down. And and there's a tendency sometimes to feel a little sorry for yourself. And uh, so I'd like them to hear your story. Sure. So so why don't you tell us, Ruth, uh, you were, I mean, my understanding is you were working in the business world and that you had decided to take a week at the shore with your girlfriends. Correct. And uh, take it from there. Okay. I, I was in the exhibit industry. I'm an accountant and I was doing uh, accounting work for, for 30, over 30 years. And I took a vacation. Um, we went to the beach and it was just a normal, beautiful Monday afternoon. And um, I suffered a what's called a spinal stroke. And within three hours, my life changed completely. Uh, I was... Uh, paralyzed from my chest down which is where my spinal stroke happened it was in the section of my the middle of my back so from the middle of my back down was where I was completely um, paralyzed and the doctors at at that point didn't understand why it happened how it happened um, but it happened and they they realized that I needed you know beach hospitals are not uh, always the the best hospitals to be at. So they rushed me to the University of Pennsylvania, where I stayed. Probably, I think it was seven seven days until I actually started getting a little bit of movement back in my feet. From that point on, it was all up. Uh, I went to McGee Rehabilitation Center in Philadelphia, and I was there for for a couple months. And uh, by the grace of God and and the help and the expertise at um, at McGee, they they taught me how to uh, live on my own. They taught me how to walk again um, with assistance. Um, Not only did they help me physically, they helped me emotionally. We had support groups. Uh, It was a change that just, you know, happened all of a sudden. So that's what I had to take in. This was my new life. 
I went home. I was I was home for a couple months, and I decided, you know, this isn't. Uh, I was going to physical therapy, but I I I had to find something to do, and I had to do something that was going to make me happy and also give back because I was very very fortunate and lucky that I got this this amount of mobility back. So I thought, what can I do that makes me happy, that makes other people happy? that I enjoyed doing, so I started a baking business. I started a catering business, and I called it Stroke of Luck. I love that name. I absolutely love it. So let me interrupt here for a minute. So what does a person do when they have a stroke, their whole life changes, they quit their job and start a business, right? Sure, doesn't everybody? It makes sense to me, okay? And a successful business at that. And only the luckiest people in the world would do that, right? right? And I'm going to add a little bit of a commercial here. I happen to be at a birthday party about nine or ten days ago where one of the lovely desserts were cupcakes, carrot cupcakes, made by Ruth. And I will attest that they are absolutely Delicious. Oh, that's wonderful. And if I wasn't, Thank you. I would have been embarrassed because I didn't know many of these people. If, if I knew everybody, I would have had a second one. <laughs> oh, well, I will make you some personally. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, that was a, that was a, that was a very um, digested version of what happened. And um, I think that our listeners probably should understand that, um, I mean, you touched on it. You said you were at McGee for several months. Mm-hmm. That's a long time, and and to you had to learn how to walk, and you had to learn how to um, take care of yourself. Absolutely, and um, and I I think it's wonderful that they also had uh, groups for you where you could work on the emotional perspective because that's something that as an outsider and somebody who's never suffered such a thing. Um, I guess intellectually, I would know that there might be some mental issues that you have to overcome, but it. But I imagine that they're um, a lot more uh, prevalent than we might appreciate. Is that correct? Absolutely. I mean, and, until you experience something like that, you, you just don't know. And it's hard to it's hard to explain to somebody what you're feeling. It's not only a physical. The, a spinal cord injury is not physical. It's physical, but it's absolutely emotional, mental, financial. It's. Uh, this big, huge, you know, bucket of things stirring around in there. And you just don't know. You can't grab at one and say, okay, I'm going to fix this one. I'm going to fix that one. It's just a day-by-day basis. And there are many avenues that you, that you take to accept what has been handed to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not, it wasn't, uh, you know, it's only been three years. This coming August will be three years. Mm. So I'm still going through all of those processes, but I'm very, very fortunate that I, like Ray, have a positive attitude. Um, I feel blessed and, and lucky that I am here and I'm able to yeah. even talk about it and try to help others. Right. You know, yeah. and, and I'm still looking for help from others. Mm-hmm. And as I gain that, you know, my hope is that I that I give it back. So it's real easy when something like this happens to just go into a shell and say, okay, you know, so I'll just live in misery for the rest of my life. And we all know people who do that yeah. and have done that. And which I, I did that as well in the very beginning. Yeah. Well, we're I, all allowed to do that for a while. Right, yeah. right. And and I imagine it's sort of like the, the processes of grief, because in a sense, you're grieving a life that 
was completely upended. So so there's the anger and the acceptance and all that kind of stuff. And But I think that you hit on something very important, that you said that you're a positive person. And I'm, I'm confident that in a recovery situation like this, being able to look at the positive, even if you sometimes have to dig for it and can't see it every day. Absolutely. Um, that has to be um, a tool that really works to your benefit. It absolutely does. And okay. Let's turn this conversation around, okay? Oh, here well, we go. Excuse me. Because, well, <laughs> that's we the past. <laughs> that's the past. And, and you know, what, what Ruth had to do was she got smacked with this change, and she mm-hmm. faced it, and she did the rehab, and she went through whatever week she had to go through, and that was that. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, I get the feeling that that's still going on a little bit, mm-hmm. but it no longer has that awful texture that it had before Correct. And, and then the second thing you did is you faced the problem and you said there's a positive solution out there okay and you picked up what you like to do is baking and cooking i do so so let's talk about where you take this in the future so what's the vision how are you going to do this what are some of the hurdles that you have to face uh you know tell us a great story it, it's um in the very beginning, I, you know, I was uh, faking it to make it. I, I, I used to love it. You know, I enjoyed cooking as a child, but um, my my vision was I wanted to give back, and I wasn't sure how to do that. So as I started developing this company, um, I decided that I would give a percentage of the proceeds back to the people that do the research and, and discovery and development for spinal cord injury. So I started this this business and I basically do, you know, soups, comfort food and sweets. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge business, but my 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 hope is that at some point, because this has only been well, about a year now, a little more than a year that I've been doing this and I'm starting to get a little more well known. Um I would love to see myself in a storefront, um, maybe trying to trying to give back more than just a little tiny bit of the proceeds. Um, uh, I've learned that through this COVID nineteen pandemic, uh, people love to eat sweets. <laughs> so, so now, now I could see myself going in more ray in that direction. Of, of of baked goods in a bakery as opposed to, um, you know, just the comfort foods. Yeah. But but going back to the hurdles, you know, it, it's I've never run a business before, so I've been doing my research on you know licensing and uh, tax implications and you know handicap accessible facilities. Uh, will I be able to stand on my feet for 10 hours a day? Uh, there are a lot of obstacles that I'm going to have to, 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 to do possibly as trial and error, you know, because it's something I want to do, but I'm just, you know, I've, I've got to look into whether or not that's going to be feasible for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you'll make it feasible. I, I think you're the kind of I'm person. I'm certainly going to try. Yeah, and, and what you'll do is you'll enlist help. You'll elicit help if, if you need it, and you'll figure out what you have to do. But but the whole concept here just amazes me, and uh, it it's, it's the stuff I like to do, this whole concept of following people that are fascinating and motivating. And, you know, of all people, you have to be one. I, I, I keep going back to this thought that goes through my head, you know, what is a paralyzed person do 
you know, they quit their job, start their own business. I mean, you know, <laughs> right? And it for you, this seems like natural. It was there wasn't any other thought. This was just what was going to happen, and you're in the process of making it happen. And I think you'll find out where it fits you. You know how big you grow. Uh, is what you have to do for you. And uh, so what do the luckiest people in the world do? They design their own life, and they step into it, and they live it to the hilt, right? That's that's what that's you always say. You do. know, <laughs> con- congratulations, Ruth. You're here. Thank you're you're you. it. Okay. <laughs> I do. I feel lucky and blessed. Yeah. Okay. So going forward, uh, you said what some of the hurdles are. You know, uh, what what kind of help do you think you need? What what is the message that we can send to our audience to get them motivated to do what you do? Well, I I well, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to be born with being a positive person mm-hmm. and always looking on the right side of things. Glasses half full. I mean, half you know half. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yes. I surround myself with positive people, with people that lift me up mm-hmm. and try to help me. And that's exactly what I want to do to, to, to give back. Mm-hmm. I want to bring a smile to people's faces. Right. So that is so, clearly my objective is so to. So the way people can help her is to order some of her cakes and cupcakes. Yeah, and, 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 and boy, did she set us up for the end of the show. Yeah, that would be fabulous. (laughs) If you'd like to look into that, you could always go on Facebook and look at A Stroke of Luck Catering. A Stroke of Luck Catering. Okay, Okay. I, I think, unfortunately, our time's up, so we needed to go to a quick break here, and then we're going to come back and uh, kind of close up. You're listening to Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world. We will be right back with more exciting information. Welcome back, everybody. And I, I'm, I'm still kind of on a little bit of a high uh, over this podcast because I, I am so uplifted by Ruth's spirit. And, um, and I think that instead of sitting around feeling sorry for myself, I have to little, you know, bring a little of that into my own life. And um, I think that uh, we, we often say that the luckiest people in the world make the commitment to be lucky. They don't just let life happen to them. And I think that Ruth is a perfect example of this. And, um, and it's not just enough for a one, you know, a one-time commitment isn't enough. Life is a journey and you're going to have things thrown at you right and left. And you do have to have that mindset as you say, to find the positive, to make the rules fit you, and to and to carry them forward in a plan for your future. So um, most lucky people seem to continuously expand their opportunities in their lives, and this means that they also get to meet lucky people and share experiences and learning from the experts and adjusting their own lives. Yeah, I think we're going to make it a point to have Ruth at our Friends Connection whenever we get out of the doldrums and get <laughs> no. free to do this, okay? And and uh, tell her story because uh, uh, it's just a magnificent story, and it's one that we should all remember. And, and I think gratitude is a real important part of this. Mm-hmm. I think we were all born lucky if you're in America, right. okay? Uh, and and uh, sometimes we don't take the time to think about it, and sometimes it takes an event like this to— to jar you, and you were a boring accountant before this? Come <laughs> I on. sure was. I bet she wasn't a boring accountant, right? She was an accountant, <laughs> but I don't think she was boring. Yeah, but I bet she didn't bake 
muffins and yeah, right. and boring was never in my vocabulary <laughs> right so so ruth i have to state you are certainly one of the luckiest people in the world there is no question about that and uh you know if you want to meet people like ruth you know come to our website check out the things that we do right. uh we're going to have our friends connection coming up uh we do uh various podcasts and things like that mm-hmm. and i'm going to have to listen to this one about three or four times because uh it just uh, gets me excited about life. So right. thank you so thank much you. for being with us. And I'd like to Thanks jump in and me. just remind everybody that um, our website is our new website. And you can find it at www.theluckiestpeopleintheworld.com. So take a cruise around the site. Come back again and again. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcasts. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Changing the Rules, a podcast designed to help you live your life the way you want and give you what you need to make it happen. Join us in two weeks for our next exciting topic on Changing the Rules with Casey Dempster and Ray Lowe, the luckiest guy in the world.